Welcome to the Power Peak Hour with your host, astrology expert, Mark Husson. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Man, oh, man. It is the 5th of February, so that makes this our first February show. Is that so cool? Thank you so much for listening in because I know you love the planets as much as I do. Yes, yes. Hey, um, so today we have some things to talk about. It's so much fun, but I got to get you all centered in because I don't know how to do that really. But here's how I need you to center in. Come on over to Facebook.com slash Mark Husson. Now, that's once you've turned on the show, right, at AhouseRadio.com. Turn on the show. Press listen now. Okay, that's number one. Now, open up a new window. That would be control N, right? How cool is that? Or Command N if you're on a Mac. And then you go over to Facebook.com, Facebook.com slash my name, Mark Hassan. And then you'll see that beautiful purple chart I put up. Is that so cool? Because Aquarians love the color purple. And the reason I picked Aquarian purple is because you guys have that new moon coming up, and we are so excited about that. And I'll talk to you about it. So come on over. And then when you see the page and you see right down after the first section that has the one, two family um, logo design that I've been playing with having fun, drop down where it says highlights, click that and click posts by others. And you enter our secret chat room. And when you come in, you will see Melissa and Carrie Lee and Dina. Hi, guys. There's lovely April Joy. Big hugs to you, baby. Sean and Joy and Judy Taylor. And there's Taylor. Anna Grace Taylor here today. Wow. Queenie's in the room. I love it. That's from England, you guys. We're honored. There's Jay Elizabeth and Lizette and Joy. Woo. I love my romper room moment. There's Dorcas. Hi, honey. How are you? Good to see you too. Thank you all for coming in and joining about this parade of planets because we just love them. This is going to be a fun month because this is the love month. Now I was talking to Mo Abdelbaki. You all know Mo, the scholar, the amazing dude from uh, uh, Egypt that is on our show and let one to listen. My dear friend, he talked about love and the origins of it. And we're playing that on One Too Many Voices, which is kind of my alt, alt, alternate ego radio show at One Too Radio every Thursday morning. So you get to hear about love and why it's this month and you will be shocked when you hear why. So um, that's all happening over at the One Too. You know, most many of you know I do have the One Too franchise, the One Too Listen, where my amazing psychics exist, and One Too Radio and One Too Academy, where we're going to teach classes. And speaking of classes, because I want you guys to learn so much about what I'm saying to you, I think I'm going to start my little series again, where I'm going to we're going to do a different take on it. Though I'm going to like the first thing we're going to do is take you on how to take these planets in the sky and put them in your chart. Wouldn't that be a cool thing to learn? Like the practical application of astrology, and that is going to happen um, absolutely very soon. So just stay in touch with me. You 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 know you know I don't have any short of communicating with you from my mouth to my postcards. You can get on that mailing list at one two house.com. That's where it all begins. Okay. Now let's talk about today a little bit because we have some things you need to get and then to get a notebook because you know I can ramble and sometimes you all don't know when they're going to do the replay, right? So <laughs> I think they're doing the replay. They do it tonight like five o'clock. I think it's about five, maybe six PM, but you can check you just hit the next, next, next. Um, on the Hay House Radio webpage, brilliantly designed webpage, by the way. And it just, it's very easy to navigate and very easy. It's pretty flawless. So you can find me. And then, um, 
but if you keep a notebook and pen with you, you won't have to worry about the replays. Or if you join the wisdom community over at Hay House, you can certainly take advantage of replays at your leisure, kind of on demand, right? I love that phrase, on demand. Who who developed that? I guess all the cable companies did, right? And then it became like my household phrase, I want something on demand. But we all do, right? We all want it when we want it. That's just the way it is. Now, today is February 5th. In the morning today, now you got to remember, when we talk about the planets, we're talking about archetypes. Um, what's another word for that, too? We're talking about little metaphors that, that represent a part of how you are. They're tools, really. Now, how that tool is used is all going to be determined in your birth chart when you take your first breath. You get all these tools, right? How cool is that? We can map your tools. Now, a lot of people think it's hogwash, right? I met an accountant yesterday. And he was like, uh, I don't, do I need to believe in astrology to work with you? And I'm like, no, you don't just, just don't keep your information from me because I need it to work with you. But <laughs> he did Virgo. Would you let a Virgo be your accountant? And the answer to that would be hell yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> do it right. Right. Do it right. The first time. Okay. Even though they yell at me and I probably drive them crazy. But anyway, I digress. Do I do that a lot? I might. I have to do some inner research and reflection here, but inner is a little weird for me. Okay. Mercury, the planets, as they go through and represent our tools, and we're walking around with this holster of tools. And when you take your first breath, those tools are sort of seared into your psyche. Okay. At least that's how we're looking at it. And that's how some of the greatest minds in the world, including Carl Jung, looked at it. So, I mean, who am I to think I'm an idiot? Well, I'm that guy who thinks he's an idiot sometimes. But anyway, the idea is you are imbued with these and and what each planet represents is a tool that you have access to and what sign it's in, the constellation that it was kind of laying in front of when you were born tells you how you're likely to use that tool. How cool is that? Okay, so we take a snapshot of you. You got your set of tools. Now, how you're going to use them? Ha! Who knows? It all depends on your environment. It all depends on how much support you got. If you had some cool women around you, your lunar functions are going to be amazing off the chart. If you had some cool men around you, your solar functions are going to be off the chart, the Mars, the sun, etc. Now, if some of that stuff wasn't so cool for you, you're going to learn how to build it as you mature. Okay. So that's how it all works. Now, okay. So what I want to talk to you about once you take that first breath, then the planets kept moving. We take the snapshot and it freezes, but they keep moving. So of course they do, right? Just like a photograph. So now here today, this morning, 7 a.m., Mercury went in front of the sign of Pisces. It entered Pisces. Now there's a technical glitch in this whole thing that I'm just doing it for the left brainers. Don't roll their eyes and go, see, he doesn't know what he's talking about. The, the, the constellation wobbles, right? The earth wobbled. And so for a brief moment in time, about 2000 years, we have the planets not really looking like they're in front of the constellations we think they're in. Now, the reason we keep it that way is because we're aligning them to the seasons. It's a little complicated, but we do know what we're doing. Trust this. Okay. It's different than Vedic astrology, which is using the actual location of the planets. But the, at the same time, they're eliminating some of the outer planets that have been discovered since then. And they're maybe steeping a little bit of their own um, ideologies in it that's a little different than Western. Beautiful, though. Mo do, does Vedic astrology. And man, predictions are killer cool. Now, aside from that, Mercury entered Pisces this morning, 6, let's see, 6.56 in the morning Pacific time. That's like 7 a.m. Now, that Mercury, the metaphor, the tool that it represents for the world is thinking. 
how we put our reality together. So Pisces in the sky for everybody. So uh, the thinking process in the sky for everybody just went into Pisces. So if we understand Pisces, we understand that we're all of a sudden intuitively, oh my God, right? Intuitively right on the money. We are like picking up stuff. Dreams are getting crazy. Fears might creep in that you're like, whoa, that seems real. Get the, get away from here. Ooh, I love that. Come here. Now, what is that sort of pointing to? You got to be a little careful. Number one, keep your rationality about you because now you are imbued with the ability to see the world as a dream. That's how Pisces people do it all the time. So if you have a lot of Pisces in your chart, or if you are a Pisces, or if you're Pisces moon, if you have any kind of water, this is not unfamiliar territory. In fact, it's so familiar that the people around you all look like they can understand you for once. Wow, is that crazy? If you ever met somebody with Mercury and Pisces in their natal chart, they can talk like crazy people. I mean, different than Aquarius crazy, because Aquarius people can talk like crazy people too, but the Pisces people can talk like not, it's not tangential, right? It's like, it's not, it's not, um, linear. It's sort of like, wow, they just absorb stuff. You know, Einstein Pisces, he was like crazy brilliant, right? Because they're thinking outside the box. But man, is that box crazy shaped anyway? So they're outside of that thing. Okay. So Mercury and Pisces for all of you made you a little more. Okay. Look, what? compassionate, um, more addicted, <laughs> put away the bottles and the pills during the next 30 days. No, really, what happens is you start merging with the reality around you. You start becoming part of it. You start really understanding things in a different way. And if you know that's going on, wow, there's some powerful stuff you can do with it. But do not get arrogant and do not think just because you felt it, Mark said your intuition is always right, that you are right. What happens is we feel stuff and then we translate it full of crap, right? The mental gets involved and everything goes to hell. Okay. It's like, that's like guys getting involved in, in the, in women's stuff. The intuitive gets messed up when the mental gets involved. Okay. It just does. So the mental's got to be disciplined. You've got to have a new reality working with you. And that reality is the one of sort of trust and really sensing, is this fear or is this a hope I really have? Or is this really, am I getting an impression? Now for me, my impressions and my psychic impressions Interestingly enough, I'm in the psychic industry because I can sense these people and I can read for these people with these people and I can know how and what they need to do to be amazing. But personally, when I try to be psychic, it all goes to hell, right? Because I'm trying, my mind's involved. When I'm just like, blah, 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 all of a sudden things just come out and people are like, oh my God, how did you know? And I'm like, so I could never be paid for that part because I can't really get my finger on it. That's Pisces. Okay. It's fluid. It's dreamlike. It's like interpretive. And so when you're depressed, all of a sudden the sun goes behind the clouds. When you're a Pisces or you have Mercury in Pisces, you believe that's going behind the clouds because you are depressed, not because you're not depressed because the sun went behind the clouds. It happened the other way around. Now we're all carrying around the psychic ability. We're all carrying around. Not only is it psychic ability, compassion. We're carrying around empathy. Wow. What happened to empathy? You remember empathy? When our country cared about people <laughs> in a different way and weren't like, you know, just weird, mean. Some of it's so mean. Um, but Mercury in Pisces is compassionate. It's sensitive. It's about, you know, uh, caring that there, that you understand how other people are feeling. That, you know, you may not believe the same thing, but that person has a child and loves that child the way you love yours. 
And, you know, remember Sting's song, I Hope the Russians Love Their Children Too? It was like about kind of saying nobody wants to die. Nobody wants their, their people put in prisons and hurt, or at least we hope, right? Maybe there are people who do believe so fanatically that that's, they would sacrifice their kids. Who knows? But the point is Pisces wants to go look at that and empathize with that and be way more forgiving. So if you're practicing forgiveness, which I have no clue how to do. And The Course in Miracles talks a lot about forgiveness isn't a thing you do. It's sort of like forgetting. It's like, uh, it's a thing where you remember no one could hurt you because you never, you never disconnected from your divinity. So there's no, I'm not being nice and saying, oh, okay, I forgive you. You're evil and dark and mean, but I'm big and, and I'm big enough to forgive you. And that makes me good. So yeah, see, it doesn't work like that. Forgiveness works from a place of remembering who you are. Right. And then it all sort of falls away. We always forget that stuff. That's the Pisces talk during this week. Now, you know, we're playing Course in Miracles every morning. The lessons at one, two radio, 8 a.m. early before anything starts. C.A. Uh, Brooks is hosting it. Lovely C.A. And we're all kind of getting into it. We're kind of enjoying it. Mercury and Pisces is going to bring a lot more of you to kind of want something like that. Want answers that feel really real. And that's what we love. So when you are during this cycle that Mercury is entering Pisces. There's a couple of dates I want you to remember. Two things are happening. One, Mars is in Pisces and it's next to Neptune, the ruler of Pisces. Where's a lot of Pisces in the air, a lot of sensitivity, a lot of being um, a little, um, well, what would be the word? Uh, multitasking, <laughs> discombobulated, um, thinking you're going in one direction, finding you're in the other. Because Pisces is like that, it's free flowing. So you might find that all of a sudden this course you were on took a detour. And it's like, wow, man, where am I? And that's the stuff that you want to be um, aware of constantly, uh, aware of uh, that you are on a mission and that it could veer and it may, it's okay. That's the cycle. Now, here's the thing. We're having a new moon come up. And many of you know that when a new moon enters the world, <laughs> what's a new moon, right? When the sun and the moon are in that same constellation and they're in front of each other and the moon blocks the light of the sun. So it shows us it's bot, it's, but the moon moons us on a new moon, it's just the way it is. What are you going to do? So it turns dark because we can't see anything. And so it's blocking the light of the sun. That's a new moon. And, and they're both in that chart that I put on the, on the Facebook page for you. The chart will show you all those planets at the bottom of the chart. They're like packed down there, showing you the new beginning of the new cycle that's coming in that the, the sun and the moon are in the same sign. And the day of the new moon is when that's exact. We can't see the moon at all. And then the next moment, right after the new moon, we start seeing light again. Now let's take the metaphor of a new moon. The metaphor. We're losing a little bit of light this week. Okay, that's the metaphor. Emotionally, we might feel a little alone. We might feel a little darker. We might feel a little less hopeful. And then everything goes into Pisces, and then we feel guilty. You know, Pisces, you do do guilt. And wherever you have Pisces in your chart, that's where you you hold guilt. Which where, where you're, it's kind of a, I want to call it a weakness. It's just you feel bad. You review things. You're an open book. People can make you feel bad then in that moment. And I know that's a metaphor too, because nobody can make you do anything. But people can work your butt. You know that people can like just glance down and sort of like, I have this theory. I think it's a Mercury and Pisces theory. Whoever you're talking to on the phone and you hang up, how you feel, how you feel is how they meant you to feel. Ooh, you think about that. You hang up feeling bad. That person wanted you to feel bad. We get worked all the time, but I have seven planets in water. I'm a pro at knowing this stuff. 
I'm a pro at doing this stuff too. But you can hang up the phone and go, God, I feel kind of bad. That per- I just talked to that person. I feel bad for them. I feel bad. I feel like I'm a bad person. I think, now this is maybe unconscious on their part, but I think they had something to do with it. Because you know when you're making somebody feel good, and you know when you're looking at somebody believing they are the source of all your pain, and you're talking to them from that place, guess what they're going to feel? They're going The other person going to hang up feeling like I'm the source of all their pain. See, we have a responsibility, and that's to remember that we are okay right now, and it, it isn't out here. I have to remember this every single day because I wake up every single day feeling hurt at somebody, betrayed by somebody. I mean, it's crazy, right? I have a lot of Scorpio on my chart, but that's what happens. And if you have that, if you have a lot of water, sometimes you wake up going, God, you know, why don't people get this? Or somebody just glances funny and I'm like, you know what? What is up with them? I have to talk myself down many times, but you do it. It's worth it. Because when you come to that place of understanding, when you come to that place of realizing it ain't out here, you can change that chatter and you really can. And you can do it based a lot of times on what you know is happening in the planets. This week, the planets are a little more aiming toward I'm being hurt than I'm being okay. Even though some of you are against that tide, like doing it differently. Basically, as we go toward a new moon, we feel a little less than, okay? I see it all the time. I see like, oh, why does that person always get invited here? Or that person all, and it's like, what does it matter? The truth is I love my life. I do love who I am, but sometimes I just have to talk myself down when I think I need something from somebody else. It's just crazy. Okay. So when you see that in yourself, you're in this Pisces cycle where you might be a little more sensitive to how people are treating you. You might be a little more convinced that somebody's hurting you or somebody's, you know, not being kind. And, and I don't want you to be convinced about that. I want you to be convinced that inside of you is something that you want, that you can give yourself and you can. Okay, now let me help you with this. As we go this week, Mercury is going to keep going into the depths of Pisces. It just went in today. So guess what? It's at zero Pisces. And tomorrow, guess what's going to be? One. Woohoo! And how many are there? 30 for every side. There's 30 degrees. Mercury just happens to move pretty quickly, but there is a caveat. There is a glitch. There is a change happening. And that changes that Mercury is coming to this point of the new moon and it when it hits that new moon it's going to keep going forward but on the 20 let me give you the exact date on the 23rd of this month mercury is going to stop in its track and go backwards that's okay it's i'll explain all that later to the newbies but it's going to stop in its track and retrograde and it's going to go back to where it's going to go back to our new moon this saturday now i want you to let me say that again to you Mercury is going to meet the moon, the new moon in Pisces, Saturday, the 9th of February. And on the uh, and then on the 23rd, when it goes retrograde of February, it's going to retrograde all the way back to that point. And when it, it goes all the way back to March 18th. So we are going to be whatever things start emerging for you on the new moon. You're going to be working them out. This is a silly way of saying it, but you're going to be working them out throughout March. So take a look at the new stuff that's emerging. Now, as a manipulative, smart, intelligent species, wouldn't it make sense that you make those issues awesome? (laughs) I'm sorry. I just get a kick out of it. Like, in other words, don't be a victim of like, oh, my God, I woke up 
Saturday morning and I realized I hate everybody and I'm just going to go just reject everyone in my life. (laughs) You know that until March 19th, and I'll review those days with you, you are going to be making up for that. You're going to be re-looking at all of it. Now, you might genuinely wake up and know that is your course of action and God bless you, go do it because I know that everything's perfect and you'll have to do what you're supposed to be doing. But if everything's okay and you want to start knowing, let's say you want to begin a new, how do I build a web page? I want to teach a class. I want to do, why not look at doing it in February? Because you'll be working all out all the details, start the process. You'll be working out all the details until the middle of March. Does that mean you ain't going to start anything new? What if you people are going to be, I've already planned something that's going to take place in the middle of February. Does that mean what? Listen, all plans up to this point and and even after that point are beautiful. Yes, you're going to do it. But you know what it could mean? It could mean, and I don't know exactly what it means, but it could mean you get to redo that a bunch of times, that you perfect it so well and it is so well received that you want to do it again and people demand it. So all I'm saying to you, write your dates down. Just make, you know, make a little memory in the calendar. I put it in my little, um, I have this thing called Fantastical and it's an app and I just talk in plain English. I go, uh, you know, meeting on Friday, um, with so and so. It's all I type and it knows what Friday I'm talking about. <laughs> Don't ask me how I didn't program it, but it's cool for someone that's as, um, lucid, not unlucid as I am. And, um, and it helps. So put a little note somewhere. So whatever you use to remind you that this is, um, coming up that you want to look at making great choices on Saturday. Now, if you are aiming toward a depression this week, if you feel a little <laughs> like that, A, congratulations, you are tuned in. Don't you hate when people say that? That is so awesome. When you're like in pain, okay, we got to remember this, guys. In this new agey thing we do, you can't be telling people questions like, why did you create that? Okay, or isn't that great when they're feeling bad? You first you have to tilt your head first and say, oh, ouch, okay, that moment, and then go, isn't that great? Because <laughs> that little tilt of your head shows empathy. And you have to be willing to be interested, and I'm telling my staff this all the time, so much more important for us to be interested rather than interesting. Because people want to be heard. They don't want to be walking alone in this world. They want to feel that somebody gets them. You want to connect with your boss, with that colleague that's having a tough time. You don't roll your eyes and go, they keep creating this crazy stuff. This is mean. Okay, I don't care who you are and how tough you are. At one point in life, you're going to trip and you're going to hurt yourself. And you're going to love that one person who isn't laughing at you or rolling their eyes at you. Okay, the person who reaches their hand down. I know that's a little corny, but we're allowed to be corny when the stuff is in Pisces, right? Because it sort of tugs at us a little bit and it doesn't hurt. There's a lot of haters and there are a lot of people willing to express their hate. And I get that. And it's all over. And I, I definitely contribute to the pot sometimes when I'm in that crazy mood. But for the most part, it's nice when you take this week, give a little bit of what you want to get, just a little bit, be interested, be kind. A little bit of over generosity doesn't hurt. Not sell yourself and not give your love away, not go buy your love. But, you know, somebody, you lent somebody, you know, I don't know, somebody lends you a dollar. You know, if you have an extra five on, you give them a five a month later because you paid them back. Whatever. Just to be nice. Because people are nice, typically, who do that anyway. And they usually are the ones who never get the extra thing back. That's a little Piscean thing to do, right? Okay, so Mars and Neptune are coming together this week. Mercury and Neptune are coming together this week. 
I mean, and and Mercury. I mean, I think Mars and Neptune have been like kissing, like since last night. So that means we're we're kind of getting drenched in this dreamlike world, in this compassionate, emotional world. Okay, things for people from the past are going to be knocking at your door. I'm warning you now. If you start thinking of somebody from the past that you don't want to know, and your phone happens to ring, just don't answer it. Let it go to voicemail. You don't have to be crazy. <sighs> to teach you everything, right? <laughs> Okay, listen, and you also got to love your little animals, too, during the Pisces time. You got to have compassion, be gentle, be kind. All right, that's the message. But we're going to take a break so we can give that message to the people calling in. All right, this is Mark Husson. You all go get something fun to have with you while we're talking. This is your Power Peak Hour. Come join us over at Facebook.com slash Mark Husson. I'll read your questions. See you in a minute. Bye. Welcome to the Power Peak Hour with your host, astrology expert, Mark Husson. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the second half of the Power Peak Hour. It's so good to be here with you. You guys are really feeling it. I love that. It's called Fantastical Kathleen. <laughs> Fantastic Cal, like calendar, fantastic calendar. I do have some crazy app fun. We should have a show on it someday. Um, also, uh, I, a couple of people have questions in the room, but let me tell you something really quick. I just redesigned 12reports.com. I know a lot of you order reports and have fun with it, but the new design is so sweet. And my designer from Mongolia, right? Oh my God, he's awesome. And he's so sweet. And I, we had the best time. We did his chart and his girlfriend's chart. And just, I just appreciate all of you for allowing me to meet the coolest people in the world. It's so fun. Now, uh, somebody else asked, if you don't have Pisces in your chart, um, does it still affect you? Heck yeah, because you do have Pisces in your chart. You just don't know it. You may not have a planet in Pisces, but you have the whole constellation. All 12 planets are given to all of us freely. Isn't that cool? <laughs> so it's somewhere in your chart. Keep that in mind. Also, you guys, let me be clear with you. The actual retrograde is not until the 23rd of March. So that's the day Mercury stops and starts going backwards. So all this stuff beforehand we're called is the shadow of the retrograde because we're going to be looking at this stuff again. So yeah, if you got that meeting happening, very important meeting, Katie, you will probably have a really good breakthrough and they'll want more of you. So don't be afraid of this stuff, you guys. Listen, can I just tell you one more thing? You really do have perfect timing. Might seem like it sucks sometimes, but it doesn't really ever. And I, I, I can just tell you, I've done this a million times. Like I'm going to manipulate and like, I'm not going to go to the dentist until after the retrograde. And then my mouth basically explodes and you have to go. And guess what? It was flawless and they did everything right. Okay. Because we don't really understand the extent of it. Sometimes you sell your house under a retrograde 40 years ago. Um, sometimes, you know, 10 years ago, but then the net, you won't sell it again until the next retrograde. Sometimes some people are like, I'm going to wait till after the retrograde to put my house on the market. They didn't know that they sold it the first time under the retrograde. So quit overthinking it. Trust that beautiful intuition that you have inside of you. Just trust it. I promise you it's flawless. It's especially when you're like not in a place of fear. It just, you, you got kind of just go. And if you are in a place of fear, you even get more help. 
You know the whole spiritual concept, right? It's all good. But it's not outside of you and it's not separate from you and you don't have to do anything different to get it. You're fine right now. You really are. Those of you experiencing depression and sadness today, this week, it's okay. You're perfect timing. Go through it. It's all right. You know, like this is the time when you hug yourself the way you maybe didn't get it as a kid. This is the time your parents in the inside get to come in and give you a swooping humongous hug. So treat yourself kind because you're going to treat yourself the way you were trained to treat yourself. Like maybe you were told stiff up or lip it. So lastly, Anita Ahuja, amazing Anita from India is going to be on my show. We're going to talk. She's a crazy Aquarian. You all will know what I mean when you talk to her. She is so cool. She's going to be on next week. So I have to tell you now I can take your calls and we don't have to worry about any public service announcement. Shelly on line one. Can I talk to you? Hi. Shelly, how are you? I'm great. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm winning the lottery today talking to you. <laughs> but you might not feel that when we're done. No, I'm teasing. You know, you're a Pisces with a Scorpio rising and a Scorpio. You have a ton of water. You have almost as much water as me, maybe even more. That's ridiculous. And, and, yeah, that's really amazing. So what brings you to call the show? Let's see what's going on in your life. Well, it feels like a lot is going on, and it feels like it's time to really jump and move forward with a career. <gasps> yeah, you're getting pretty serious right now, and I understand it. Well, here's the deal. You are getting some tremendous Saturn help. People hate Saturn. I don't know why. I love Saturn, and here's why. Saturn gives us those lines in the road on a foggy night. Saturn is the light switch, right? It's the one that says, here's here's your boundary, dude. Just And if you cross that boundary, you might hurt yourself. That's what Saturn says. Saturn's on your moon, and your moon is the ruler of your emotional body. It's the ruler of your needs, of your psychic ability, of uh, uh, you know the, the lunar function of what we need. You have it in Scorpio. Saturn's sitting on it, and what it's going to do is solidify this urge to bring uh, something solid into reality that you have to offer. And it rules your ninth house of education, of teaching, of learning. So you might get the urge to go back to school. You might get the urge to get in to teach. I don't know what it might be, but it's something around that. You might even get the urge to travel. You're good at all those. But are you noticing the urge? Is it taking shape in you yet? Oh, tremendously. It's been, I've been working on it for almost five years now, but it involves teaching, doing an educational instructional yep. video, and I'm going to be traveling. And yeah. And <laughs> All of it. Look I'm at that. You're, it's amazing because you are right on the money. Your, your timing is impeccable. Now, so what we're going to see here is that the urge is going to get solidified. Saturn's going to go retrograde here this month as well. And then it's the redoing everything, like just relooking at it, getting serious about it. You're going to get super serious. And if you, um, this is this, this is, let's see, this is probably your second time around. May I ask your age, Shelly? I have to think about it. <laughs> Okay, let me ask you this. Let me do it a different way. Um, yeah. Can you go back? Uh, were you? Uh, can you go back about thirty years? And 30? were you? Were, I know you were young, but can you remember anything? Of, you know, thirty years ago, going on. I think I was in high school, right? Okay, okay. So think about the changes going in high school about thirty, maybe even twenty-nine years ago, and what you did then, and what kind of things you were doing, what kind of aspirations you had. Thinking you were thinking about going to college, maybe. Yeah, and I was um, I was performing, I was dancing, and nice. so, yeah, creative uh, stuff. Oh my gosh! Okay, so we're seeing this again. 
We're seeing this cycle re-emerging in you. It's your Saturn return cycle. It's not return cycle, but Saturn returning to your moon because you've already had that. Uranus is also hitting that Venus of yours. This creative urges are just bursting inside of you. Have you changed the relationship recently? A personal relationship? Yeah, any kind. Has, <laughs> a, has like a close? Has somebody close to you changed? Home? Sorry. I said I really haven't been in a relationship for a while. I've been I've been so focused on this career thing, and I've been trying to move forward with it for quite a while. But it feels like now. So um, oh, okay. Well, have you? Has there been new people showing up, or has there been changes in who's around you? Uh, yeah, somewhat. Somewhat it has. Keep an eye on that energy. That's all I'm telling you, because that's the symbol of the shift that's taking place for you. It's going to be reflected by the people around you, and they change, and they're different, and they're unusual, and they're coming in more and more and more and more. And then as we see, you know you're going to have your Jupiter return next year. Um, you are going to explode. So right now what we're building, new people, new foundation, the new desire, and then you're getting all the support built up around you. And you're going to notice a lot of people coming in your life. I just want you to know that. And then boom, this time next year, we're going to see this amazing Shelly blossoming with w w the path. You're going to be well into it. And, and it's really going to be before next year. It's actually going to be, I think, right around autumn this year, September, October. Oh, yeah. It's a great cycle for you. I hope you're not worrying about anything because guess what? You have nothing to worry about. You are ready to break free and break and open up a creative thing inside of you that I don't think you've seen yet. Yeah, it, it feels like a big time for me. And I can, I've, I've been going through a process this last year of letting go and seeing people also letting go of people that aren't really kind of serving. And I feel this like new people are going to be coming in. And, you know. Do you know how huge that is for a Pisces? Oh my God, this is gigantic for you. This is good for you. I'm so proud of you. And Mercury is in Pisces this season, what we just talked about, and you have Mercury in Pisces. So you're going to be even more connected. So I want you to pay particular attention this month and next month to what the metaphors that are coming your way. You're, you're a total metaphor woman, right? Everything that in life comes to you as a symbol to mean something else. You should be really familiar with that process. Are you? Uh -huh. Life is a metaphor. Okay, I love it. Keep that up, Shell. You're in a good cycle, and I hope you'll drop me a note and let me know how you're doing, because I'm excited for you. Good, good new I, stuff coming. Oh. You don't have to worry. You're far from stagnant. Great, great. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Shelly. Have a great week, and happy new moon. Yeah, you too. Thanks, sweetheart. Bye-bye now. We have an Aquarian online, too, we're going to talk to. Tina. Hello. Hi, Tina. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Thank you for calling. You're an Aquarian. You have Libra moon and you have a Libra rising. It's really kind of interesting that the last caller had Scorpio moon and Scorpio rising. Very similar placement, only you're doing the Libra version, the air <laughs> version. I love that. So what brings you to call the show? And we'll talk a lot about what's going on based on what you, what you want me to look at. Well, I was just wondering what the effect the new moon had on my chart oh great question a big effect um first of all it is in aquarius as you know the way um uh the, the, like you are it's right on your mercury which is at 19 degrees aquarius the new moon's at 21 what i think you you should notice now have you noticed do you notice a little bit of the depression you may not call it depression let me cut for an aquarian it might look more like isolation or more like um bringing yourself, like pushing other people like outside of the space, getting ready for sort of your own contemplation. Do you notice any of that kind of behavior? Um, I guess, yeah, like more alone time. 
alone time, like needing a little more alone time. That's how it'll look like to an air sign. Absolutely. And, um, which is see unusual for you because you're, you're a Libra rising with Mars right on the ascendant. So you, you don't need that typically, but this cycle will pull, will start. I think you'll notice there's a little more irritation with people. Just a little like, oh, okay, I need to be alone. Just like that. Now, yeah. and then that is what I think is going to happen first. And then what happens, I think, is these ideas come to you. And what's really fascinating, I can't really get over how alike your chart is to Shelly's who just called because you have Jupiter in Cancer in the ninth house too. And so what I'm seeing with you guys is this incredible, Jupiter is bringing you this amazing, I think something new is coming your way. I think whether financially you get a little gift or you get this little burst of recognition, there is something coming that the new moon is going to kind of pop into existence for you. I bet you're feeling a little... I bet you're feeling a little bit of this hopefulness, are you, in yes, the midst of this sort of... Yes, right, because <laughs> Jupiter is being that third leg for you. And as it moves forward, what we're going to see is this dynamic change, like the the whatever it is you've been wishing for. And I think you've been wishing for something. I think you have this ideal you've been holding. And... You're such a giver to people. You're, you're sensitive. People wouldn't give that to you based on your signs, but your house placements tell me you're very personal. You're very deep. You care deeply. Jupiter is going to bring this little wish to you, this little gift. And I think it's going to, I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to be dancing here soon in the streets, but I do love it. And I'm really excited about this kind of love that's coming into your life, a kind of a, a love affair, whether it's a true romance or whether it's just you loving life. It's here. And I think you paid your dues over the past two and a half years with Saturn crossing all that stuff, but I think you're ready. Do you feel what I'm saying? Yes, yes. I love that, Tina. I'm this is awesome. I'm an awesome European vacation, so. <gasps> you know yes. how lucky that's going to be for you, girl. I love that so much. I'm so happy for you. Mm -hmm. You are going to have a ball. I, don't, I think love might be in the air for you. I'm not going to say anything, <laughs> but here's a <laughs> now next year, it, Jupiter goes into Cancer. That's your Jupiter return. And guess what? In the autumn of next year, maybe even summer, we're going to see this amazing uh, thing at work, uh, whatever it is publicly that happens. You are going to get some recognition. This is a great cycle for you to be in. I hope you celebrate. Don't resist. There's nothing blocking you. There, your awesome. Saturn is even supporting you. Yeah, it's awesome. Good job, Tina. Thank you. Will you let us know? Maybe drop a picture, something from Europe, I anything will. that's fun. We'll twinkle. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, girl. You have Thank fun. You. Thanks for calling, T. Talk Thanks. to you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh, that is amazing. You guys, these people, you guys are just awesome people. Let's talk to Stephanie, see how she's doing. Hello. Stephanie, line three, are you there? I, I believe I am. You are. You really are. <laughs> how are you, Capricorn girl? I have no idea. I'm oh, we're going to help with that. Thank you ever so much. I appreciate any any assistance you can give me. You're so sweet. Now, this is a totally different energy, Steph. You are a Capricorn. You came in old. You came in taking on burdens that you shouldn't have had to, but you did. And I'm <laughs> sure you do them well, and I'm sure they're still inside of you. I know that. You are a caregiver from the word go. I mean, it's almost like what I know at times in your life you have asked the question, is this what I'm here for? Please, somebody, I want to have my own life. And that's what we're here to help you with because you are here to have that. Now, first of all, Pluto's hitting your Saturn in the... T 
in the eighth house. It is a, it, now listen, that can look pretty scary. It can look like some of the ba- biggest foundations of your world are changing or falling off. It can look like you're questioning everything you do. It could look like people are trying to take control of stuff and, and it just, it can look like you're not getting any support. Now that can be the image. It can also look like you're coming into the biggest time of power in your life. But let me ask you, first of all, is that kind of what we're seeing? Yes, my world has been crumbling since 2009, and uh, I can't seem to find me in it. And I uh, there's a point for help to that. And I search for help, and it seems everything is kept just out of my reach. Like you, wonderful people at Hay House, none of y'all are close to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I know, I get that, but you know what? There's a reason you came in with this thing. You're the light carrier, but what you got to do to get there for your own sake is undo all of that burden that you came in with, all of that sense of duty that you came in with. You came in with this built into you. You know, you brought it probably from another time period in the world in your life, another another lifetime. But you came in with this ability, a great ability to think, to help people out of their problems, to be for other people. That's what you naturally did. You feel other people like you're an incredible empath. But what you have to do and what the universe does is it shakes us up. So that we, like the only time you're ever going to let go of believing that there's another way is to first be not allowed to do the old way. So everything you once believed was secure is being taken and it shatters. And it's, and, and if you don't take it seriously, if you, and I don't want you to take it seriously, I want you to look at this as like, this is what my divine connection has to do to get me free from these things I grew up believing, from these things I believed I had to do. You're a teacher at heart, you're a natural teacher, and you are very wise beyond your years, naturally. All we have to do here for you is for you, because these are tough transits. You are definitely have, I want you to know, I see it. You are, you are having one of the hardest kind of roles you could have in this lifetime with Pluto on that Saturn. But I'll tell you what, when Pluto hit my Saturn, every dream I ever wanted was on the other side of it. I'm not kidding you. I am not making that stuff up. It, it was looked dark. It looked scary. And I came up with the simplest truth. The simplest thing occurred to me that was the truth of this. Like I, 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 I had a bigger life than I ever believed I had. And I was, and I made a bigger difference than I ever knew. And that's in you. And that's what we're doing right now. It's Venus is at the very top of your chart right now. We're going to see this Jupiter coming along, galloping. It seems at a, at a snail's pace, but it's going to come into your second house. Your self-esteem is going to improve. Your sense of who you are is going to improve. It's all going to work, but Steph, you're older than your years and you are going to start getting younger. We just want Pluto to sort of like bring the lessons that it needs to bring to you. You're going to get more serious than you ever believed you could get. But these are all designed to give you the support to walk in the world fearlessly. And, and I'm telling you, Within a matter of five year period here, we're going to see you teaching five year period of you teaching and something that you never thought you'd be teaching. That's nothing in in life. I'm not saying it's not going to lighten up in five years. Within a five year period of time, you're going to be doing something you never believed you would be doing. And you're going to probably be teaching it to the world. But you have to get out of any kind of thinking as much as you can that you're being victimized by this. These are choices that we're making. This is a time period that you chose to come in and you're changing your mind. You're changing a lot of the ways you used to see the world. And it's not always fun. You Sometimes we hold with a tight grip. You are a Taurus rising, you know. You get stubborn. But the most biggest part of it is you do have faith and you do believe that things change and you do believe you're here for a voice. For you. You know you have a voice here for the world. And I just can't wait to see what it's going to unfold to be. You don't have that long to wait. In fact, this 
this is going to be kind of magic with Venus at the top of your chart. You'll start noticing it. And then we'll see later here in the spring, we're going to start seeing financial security. We're going to start seeing self-esteem emerge. And then we're going to have a change that I think is going to surprise you by, we're looking at September, October. I think there's going to be a change of view somehow. So I just, I, I can give you hope and I can tell you that's how it's going to be, but I'm begging you not to drop into any of that Capricornian depression and hopelessness that is so easy for y'all to go to. Fight that. Just fight that. Do not feed no. that food to you. Right? No, I know there's always change. Every day is a new day. It is. And I want you to be hopeful and believe in it. You're just old inside. You, you came in old, but that's how Capricorn, they'll reverse that process. You'll start getting young. You'll stop taking on the problems that you don't need to take on. You'll stop helping those that don't need help. And you'll start bringing that love and support to yourself. But be gentle on yourself. You got to be gentle. Capricorns crack a whip. A mean whip on themselves, really. More than anybody else, they crack a whip. I'm just asking you to start the process of lightening up. That's what Pluto's going to bring you. Okay, well, you, will it you, mind you, if okay. I go hang out in the bar for a while and drink? <laughs> well, if that supports you, you can do that if it helps you remember. <laughs> but be strong, okay? I don't want to judge anything you do, but I want you to love yourself along the process. That's all I'm asking you to do. Like, okay, does this support me? Then I'm going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I thank you so very much. Steph, big hugs to you. It's going to change. You're going to remember this. All right, we'll talk soon, baby. Thank you. Let us know. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, hon. Um, Jennifer, line four, we're going to Hello. see how you're doing. Hey, how are you? I am good. Oh, my God, I got in. Yay. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you're so cute. <laughs> you're right. We are. We're, we're going to go right for you, girl. You're a Capricorn, too. Do you notice how yeah. things are calling? I, <laughs> you know what's really fun? I have to give a shout out to Denise Lynn. She's in our she's oh, in welcome. our ethers. I know. Me, too. And she's a part of this. And she send out a little love. And it's just, ah, I love her, too. I feel very blessed every time I do my show. Um, listen, you are Capricorn. And you are an Aquarius rising where the new moon is going to land exactly on. I'm excited about that for you. And you also have the moon in Sag, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. So I love that. Okay. Now tell me why you're calling and make sure I hit the points and then we'll tell you what's going on. Well, you know, it, part, of, part of it was career and the other part is my love life. Has just really, okay. my life has really sucked the last four years, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I really want it to get better. And I mean, like, my career, I've been doing it since I was 12. I'm self-employed. Parts of it I love. Parts of it are just exhausting. I bet. Oh, my God. You're so funny. That is such a Capricorn lifestyle. I know, <laughs> right? I get it. I, It's so funny. Okay, here's the deal. You have the relationship thing. You have so many planets in Virgo. You know, okay, can I just say it? You are picky. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing to be picky. You need, But I love when you're picky, and then you can be picky to the point of like, okay, look, you are cute. You get to stay with me, but then you have to go home at least every three days and stay away for a week. <laughs> that kind of thing where you can be that picky. But I want, and I love that because then you cannot judge what you love and who you love. You can have mm -hmm. them close by and you can, and so I want you to hold that as a possibility and don't, don't judge yourself as picky. Judge yourself as just, I know what I want. And, and because Jupiter's coming around now, you're going to get a lot of beautiful support here. It's not going to be long. You're, you're actually, love is kind of lighting up because you, all that Virgo trines, all that Capricorn in you. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised that I'm surprised. I'm just, I think things are changing and maybe sometimes love stays until we get settled. Are you looking at a move at all here? Um, actually, I'm in a relationship right now. Part of me is wondering if I need to move back out. 
Ah, well, there's a desire here for some freedom, big time. And, and yeah. I think the, see, but a lot of that is where you sacrifice telling the truth of what you really want. And because you judge it, that's that thing I was talking about where you get picky and you think you're being too picky because, or maybe they're too picky. I don't know how you might project that one out, but I think there's a little bit about your own guilt here because Saturn and Virgo, they, they do a lot of guilt about this stuff. So yeah, Jupiter's coming along and it's giving you an opportunity. I don't think you're going to have to think about it much, Jen. I think really what I I really think it's going to present the opportunity for you. I don't know anybody that doesn't have a Jupiter on their moon transit that doesn't get an opportunity presented. And then they it, it you don't have to worry about the details. You're going to worry because you have all that Virgo in you. But I'm asking you, please, please, please trust this little part of your stoic Capricorn that okay. the timing is going to light itself up for you. Pluto's trining everything you do. You're coming into a point of real power. You're you're getting some friendship support. There's is there mm-hmm. possibly somebody else floating around? Maybe, maybe. You don't have to incriminate yourself, but just you can just nod or something. <laughs> There's someone in and out for like the year that I just kind of run into periodically. Okay, okay. That kind of support, what it brings up in you is what you're going to use to fuel out of this thing. So, and I don't know that you're going to need to get out. You will not have to make that decision. Put that out of your mind. Let okay. the universe bring you exactly the opportunities that you need. And they are, I mean, it's happening here. We'll know in about a three weeks. Promise. Okay. Okay. Right. You good, Jen? Yes. Thank you so much. All right. I'm hugging you. I know you're going to make it. Do not overthink this. I promise it'll be okay. The new moon's going to bring you some <laughs> great stuff. I love it. Okay. I'm giving okay, you hugs. You. Drop me a note. Thank Let you. me know how you're doing. I you will. guys, we got to go. Thank you so much. And we got to go. Thanks for listening. I am so excited about the week. Keep your chin ups. Remember, this new moon can bring a little bit of, of sadness, but it doesn't have to. One Two Radio is singing for you in the mornings early, so you always have time to come back to One Two Radio and hug the people here. One Two Reports... And a sale on Thursday with my beautiful psychics at One Two Listen. Keep an eye open. You know I love you. Thanks so much, you guys. Have a wonderful week. Stay tuned for the lovely Denise. Talk to you soon, babes. Bye.